Hey, welcome to A Little Better. My name's Daniel. I'll be your host today on the podcast. Drew and I talk all about what our biggest thrill-seeking moment is, what faith is, how those two things work together, what faith is not, and so much more on today's episode. Remember, our goal on the podcast is to know Jesus better and by the power of His Spirit, do better so together we can be a little better. Well, hey, welcome to this week of A Little Better, episode number 55. We've never done that before, but I just know that it's number 55, so it's fun. Right, week five of, right, is it week five? It's week five. Week five of a church that you talked all this weekend about crazy faith, Drew. And so I thought, what better way without Brad here with us to uh, talk about a little thrill-seeking? So what Mm. is... The thing, or would you consider yourself a thrill seeker? First of all, no. Okay, I, I, my dad was an insurance agent. I feel like <laughs> my mom sold insurance too, or she still does. And so, uh, yeah. So, so what is in light of that the biggest, you know, adrenaline rush, thrill seeking that you've done? And it could be it doesn't have to be like jumping out of an airplane, but just yeah. I mean, I like roller coasters, so okay. I'm, I wouldn't say I'm like thrill, like not seeking. I, mm-hmm. I, I think I have a limit, so. I would actually consider skydiving. So maybe maybe I'm a little bit of a thrill seeker. I don't know. I'm very conservative. I'd have to work into it. But I you know, this isn't like I don't know if people would consider this thrill seeking, but it was very thrill seeking for me on our honeymoon. Ashley and I we went to Jamaica and we went scuba diving. Nice. And it, I think what was thrilling is like you have these Jamaican guys who don't seem mm. like they know much about scuba diving teaching you to scuba dive. <laughs> and then you're underwater, you know, 20 feet. Yeah. Breathing and like, what if something goes wrong? Yeah, you know? right. So it was That's awesome. Nice. But yeah. yeah, and for clarity's sake, you said you would consider skydiving. You, yes, you, you didn't say you've been skydiving, though. Right? No, you, I would. Yeah. I, okay. I would have to be talked into it. Okay. But I could see myself at some point in my life maybe doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, I would definitely consider skydiving. I would go skydiving. I don't think I would go bungee jumping. Um, have not been done. Haven't done either one. But probably for me, the biggest thrill-seeking thing I've done. I, I mean, I grew up like cliff jumping into into the lake. Like there's um, cliffs on all, all these lakes in Arkansas that you jump and you could be jumping like 20, 30, I mean, and upwards of feet into mm-hmm. the water. That, that's that's always fun and, and thrill-seeking. Um, but I've also jumped off of like a top of a waterfall in like Guatemala because I was told I wouldn't do it. And so I did. Um, yeah. Famous so last words, right? Yeah. Famous last words. <laughs> like watch this. Uh, and so I, I don't really enjoy carnival rides and my, mm. my wife loves theme parks, like grew mm. up as a kid, like traveling to different, like planning family vacations around, like, is there an amusement park that we can around go to? Air. Right. Yeah. And, uh, it wasn't until we were, uh, I think we were engaged that, I went to an amusement park with their family and like rode my first like actual roller coaster, not just like, you know, the ride at the fair that goes in a circle. Um, <laughs> and cause I hated those growing up. I like, I stopped riding rides when I was like 11. Cause I was like, mm. why do I just want to be dizzy? Like this makes no sense. I don't do spinny rides. Uh, and so spinny like, and that's like no. all the, you know, c- small County fairs. Like they're right. all the little spinny rides. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. I'm, I'm done with this. Uh, but I do enjoy roller coasters now, I, but it has to be cold. I love going like, 
when it's chilly because I don't want to be hot mm. while I'm riding a ride. Because okay. uh, like That's if right. I get hot and I get dizzy, I'm just I'm done. So uh, so we went to like Dollywood like in January. So okay. this is too much. We're bantering. Uh, but Drew, all right. So thrill seeking. You talked about crazy faith. Give us your sermon in sixty seconds. Yeah, I think sermon's pretty simple. Um, we want to be a church that has crazy faith, and that really takes two ingredients uh, that Hebrews eleven teaches us. The first one is a heavenly perspective, like getting our eyes off of things that are in front of us. Um, and get our eyes on things that are in store for us, what God has prepared, that we're foreigners and aliens in this world. So keep our eyes on the ultimate prize. And then second, just an everyday faith. Um, I think one of the most powerful questions I ask is, why would God ask something big from you if he can't get something small from you? And so just having a faith that every day obeys God. And so we want to get to the place where no matter what he asks us, the answer is yes. That's awesome. And so let's start with like, I feel like in the church world, or even just like if somebody's listening to this podcast, came on Sunday that was more skeptical in nature by the word faith, you know, mm-hmm. that there may be even a, a little, I know, like just like keep us at arm's distance when we talk about we're people of faith. What what actually is faith? Or a better question is, what, what is faith actually not? And so in Hebrews, you, you kind of rooted this whole sermon in Hebrews chapter 11. Uh, in Hebrews 11, 1, it kind of gives us a good definition sure. of what faith is. And that I think would be a helpful starting point. It says, now faith is confidence in what is hoped for and assurance about what we do not see. Hmm. So that's what faith is. So what is faith not. What are some common misconceptions about faith? Yeah, faith is blind, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we even talked faith. about this at yeah. pre-preach. I think sometimes faith can be blind, but mm-hmm. it's not always blind. So we're not just running around, you know, worshiping a God that is always blind to us. No, mm-hmm. we can sense his presence. We can feel his spirit, right? There are evidence that yeah. gives us confidence and assurance that yeah. God actually exists, right? Yeah. So faith is not blind. I also think like there's this weird dichotomy of faith of like sometimes faith is ordinary and sometimes faith is like ridiculous, yeah. miraculous. You could have used extraordinary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, ordinary and extraordinary. Uh, yeah, seminary. I, I yeah. try to like rid those things out of me. But like I, what's weird about faith is those dichotomies mm. um, because even with blindness, right, sometimes faith has to be blind. Like God calls it Abram, right? Go, Go to a land that I'm show not you. showing you. Yeah. That's pretty blind. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't blind and he, you know, trusting in God, right? He had the faith in God. So mm. I just think there is some blindness to it, but also some sight in it. Yeah. And then same with, you know, sometimes God calls, he's going to call you very rarely. I would say, actually, he's going to call you to big and miraculous. Yeah. Most of it's going to be mundane and monotonous. That's yeah. more faith that we experience, but we have to be ready for the miraculous. Um, I'm trying to think of other things. Faith is yeah, not. I think that's right. You, you kind of hit all those things in those categories of you know faith being blind. A lot of the times, like oh, we walk by faith, not by sight. That verse that Paul says in First Corinthians, it's like oh, this is what, or maybe it's Second Corinthians, Corinthians, somewhere in Corinthians. Yeah. But you know we Paul walk by faith. <laughs> Paul said it right, uh, not by sight. And people take that to be like oh, you just gotta go and live and just trust. Um, but you know I think I've said this before, and others have said it, but in front of me of. Faith is not like walking out on the a limb or the ledge and then turning around, sawing off the limb, be like, "Ah, right, God, I trust you." Right. Like it's that's not stupidity. It's, yeah, that's stupidity in that regard of of doing these things. And it's also, you know, thinking about Hebrews eleven one, it's where is the location of mm. our faith? You know, thinking about Jesus with the faith of the mustard seed. Yep. You know, it, he says, "If you have the faith of a mustard seed, you could say this mountain jump and it would jump." 
yep. into the sea and move. It would move. And I so, also think yeah. on faith, right? What's interesting about people who are like all Christians have blind faith, mm. but realistically, we all do. And and take like spirituality. We yeah. have faith blind all the time. Getting yeah. on a roller coaster, it requires faith. I tried to like make that point and that assumption that most of the things that we do, whether it's little or big faith, right? You got to have some. Pretty yeah, big it's the faith. confidence, right? What yeah. is the confidence in? And I think a lot of times we're having confidence in in who God is and what He has done, mm-hmm. right? Those are the two things. His yeah. track record, yeah. And and we're taking that same principle and looking at that roller coaster and saying like, oh, I can see this roller coaster, yep. And I can see that the ten rides in front of me while I'm standing in line, they worked. No one has died on it. No one's died yet, but I'm. You're still having faith that yeah. it will work this time, yep. Right. And so we look at our normal lives of what God is calling us to do and the obedience that he's asking of us. We're like, okay, I know who God is and I know what he has done, but you can't see the future. You're just trusting that God will be the same in the future that he has been in the past. That's what faith really is. It's not this like, oh, just close my eyes. I hope I get there um, (laughs) while you're driving Jesus take the wheel kind of style. It's like, it's, you know, you're trusting in what God has done and who he is and saying, okay, as God carries me into the future, he will remain to be who he right. has been. Yeah. In, the same thing you things. do in a marriage. Yeah. Right. Exactly. When you say your vows, I trust who I've known you to be, and I'm believing in who you're going to be. That's why mm-hmm. I'm here committing my life to you. Yeah, exactly. And so, what are things that will build into our faith that will encourage us to not not be doubters when when it seems like okay, God's asking us to take a next step, or you know, in community groups, you know, we have growth goals of okay, I, I need to. I need to double down on this area that I'm lacking in. You know, last weekend you gave us, you know, those six uh, processes of sanctification of uh, everything from attending to giving to to growing, all these different categories of obedience that we need to grow in. Okay, we're not, none of us are perfect in all all those categories, but okay, we want to grow. What will help us grow into those things so we can, okay, now I need to do this. I think in anything to have faith, you have, a, have to have a foundation, mm-hmm. right? And, and that's, you know, spending time in God's word, feeding your faith. It's all about a relationship. That's where faith is built. And so early on in your relationship with God, your faith probably won't be that big because there's very little of a track record. Mm-hmm. Um, and so building your relationship with God through, you know, one, reading his word, understanding what he has done over the history of his people, how he's come through for you, building that foundation through prayer and his word and then experiences, right? When he asks you to do something and you say yes. So having faith in the small things is what leads to the big things. And so just saying yes to God, see how he provides, see how you can trust him. Those things, those small yeses of faith continue to build faith, right? Faith leads to faith. Mm. Small faith leads to greater faith. And so I think honestly, anything in that process can lead to greater faith. You know, Mm. showing up on Sunday, we're teaching on faith today. So like, you're going to learn, it's going to build your foundation. Mm. It's going to help you trust God, right? Going to group, talking and hearing stories of people who had faith and listening to them inspires faith in you. You think about feeding your faith, right? Again, similar to Sunday, right? We're reading God's word, we're building our faith, sharing your faith, right? All those things, living generously, right? Oh man, I'm not sure I can do this, but watching God provide for me while I Mm. do what he says me to do, all these things build faith, build trust, build a relationship. They create confidence 
and assurance. Well, yeah. my confidence is God came through last time. He'll probably come through again. My assurance is he's came through the last five times. I'm I'm assured he's going to. Yeah, is absolutely. assured a word? Is that, am assured? I saying that yeah. right? Assurance, assured, those are both. I'm assured. Words. Yeah, I'm assured. Okay. It doesn't sound it like sounds it. sounds wrong. <laughs> yeah. And I said it I said it in my message and I was like, I wonder if that's a word. Yeah, I probably some, should check some translations say that faith is the assurance. Yes. you know, is that kind of thing. And so, yeah, I love that because you you pointed out there's there's two categories of things that build into our faith, like what we do privately mm. and what we do corporately. Yeah, kind of in a, in a large like we need those private disciplines of like I need a relationship with Jesus. Like me individually, I need to build into my relationship with Jesus. I need to be in God's word. Mm. I need to uh, pray. I need to talk to God. I need to listen, and I need to be faithful. For where God has called me to today, but also I need other people yeah. in to bolster my faith of both um, going and being the hands and feet of Jesus, loving people in the community, sharing my faith in those regards, but also in the Sunday morning context yep. or in the uh, community group context. And I think one of the things that has built into my faith over the past couple of years is having people in community group that are in my same stage of faith, you know, mm. no matter if they're the same age as me or not, right. but then also having people behind me and, or, and ahead of me, yeah. like where I can see where they're growing. And that, that encourages my faith to see someone else growing. Yeah. It shouldn't be like this competition, like, oh, dang, they're growing, they're catching up to my, like, it's no, it's like, it's encouraging to mm. see people take those steps of faith. And then also to see like, man, I wish I had their faith. I, yes. I want to be where they're yep. at, you know. So you have all these people in relationship with you, mm. um, and, and sharing your faith always like challenges your faith sure. in, in a good way. Hopefully, yep. where it's like, oh, they had good questions that I haven't thought about before. Mm. Let me go dig into yep. those things and and help me grow. I call those pulling and pushing relationships. Yeah, right. Yeah. Your faith should be pulling somebody else's mm. faith, yeah. and somebody else's faith should be pulling or pushing your yeah. faith. Yeah. And I think of like one important thing when you talk about faith is your faith journey begins with people, right? You think about yeah. Moses's story, it started with his parents' example, but mm. at some point in your life, your faith cannot be solely dependent on somebody else's. Yeah. Right? You have to train transition from mom and dad's faith, grandma and grandpa's, my community group's yeah. faith to my faith, right? I'm trying to teach my kids that right now. It's like, hey, don't believe this because mommy and daddy believe this. Mm. This has to be your faith, yeah. your roots. Yeah. And so like making that transition, I think is really important where there's a, a defining moment where man, this is mine, yeah. right? Like even if somebody else told me mm. that's that, no, this is my faith and my journey and my walk with God. And yeah. I think it's important for I was, people to- you know, I was a junior high pastor for three years in Arkansas and I always gave the illustration of uh, packing and unpacking your suitcase, mm. right? And so like, you know, the the whole time your kids are growing up, right? When, if they ever have to go anywhere, even on like your va- vacation, like you, maybe they don't do overnight so without you, sure. but but like you're going on family vacay, right? Who's packing their bags? Mm. It's like mom and dad, they're packing yeah. the bags. We pack our bags for our boys, like any weekend getaways or family vacations. Like we're packing our we're packing their bags. And yep. like you as the parent have responsible with partnership with the church of of packing their theological faith, and spiritual yeah. faith yeah. suitcase. But there comes a time where they have to start packing their own bags mm. and they're gonna look at their their suitcase and they're gonna they're gonna unpack it. And their their junior high and senior high years are usually them unpacking their suitcase yeah. and like looking at it, wrestling, like, is this gonna end up back in my bag? Mm. And and you gotta be okay as a parent of helping them walk alongside them as they learn to unpack and and repack their suitcase with what they like 
desire in that. And you're praying like, I packed that suitcase well enough that yeah. they're going to look at that thing. And they're like, yep, I want this. I want this in my suitcase. And parents, you got to allow them the freedom mm-hmm. for their faith to fail, right? Yeah. Oh, you can't always jump in and say, hey, you forgot your underwear. Sometimes <laughs> they got to go commando because they their faith failed. I know yeah. that's a terrible <laughs> illustration, but like, I think parents are so quick to jump in. But one of the, some mm-hmm. of the greatest lessons are faith failures. Yeah. Right. I put it on the line and it didn't go well, but you pick yourself yeah. up and you continue in that journey. Yeah. I'm wondering though, Daniel, is it bad that my wife sometimes packs my suitcase. Like, it, it's my I mean, f- I don't know. <laughs> That's another conversation for another day. <laughs> yeah, but you think about the illustration that Jesus gave in the scriptures of the prodigal son, right? Mm-hmm. Think about the dad. Like, the dad spent his whole life just trying to give the son everything he wanted, and it wasn't enough for him. He's yeah. like, he had to, you know, the humility of the father to yep. say, okay, you can go, you can test it out on your own. But he was there, and he wasn't like, see, I told you, like, at least... We don't have that in scripture. Like that's what the father did, you know, but he accepted him back in and, and helped him like, but this is what, you know, mm. true living, true walking with Jesus looks like yeah. is when you come back home and you realize these things. And so, uh, well, let's talk about the people of, we, we talked about wrong views of faith, how we can build our faith. W- what are a few things really quickly that could damage someone's faith? Like they were headed down the right track, but we've all had these in, in just pastoral like ministry of people who have been tainted by things mm. and they, they were pursuing Jesus. They, at least they were, they gave all the outward signs of pursuing Jesus, but they have this scar or whatever. Yeah. What are some things that scar us uh, spiritually? If you want to say, I like think that. probably the greatest ruiner of faith is your expectations of God. Mm. Um, I think when you step out in faith, but that faith has a God, I expect you to work in this bubble. Mm. And if you don't go in that bubble, it, it, it often shatters people's faith. Yeah. Right. Faith is trusting God. It's confidence that God's going to do what he does. And it's assurance that what he does is going to be best. Mm. And what often happens with people's faith is they, they, they think they're stepping out in faith, but their faith is really in them and their expectations of how God works and how he should work. And when that expectation is shattered, it really crushes people's so-called faith. Mm-hmm. So I think we have to remember when we actually do step in faith, make sure that faith, again, is in yeah. the right thing. It's not in your expectations of like, God, I know how this should play out. So just trust in my mm-hmm. expectation. Um, so so how, I want to jump in right there. How do you balance that with like, there, uh, there seems like to be like an unhealthy uh, view in some Christian circles, probably even our Christian circle of like, of always praying, you know, but God, your will be done. Like being afraid almost to ask for things, you know, thinking about the sermon from the summer and the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says, ask, seek, knock, and it will be given to you, right? And of like, where's the balance between of us not trying to put God in a bubble with what we actually desire Mm. and not actually asking for what we desire. Like, where's the balance in all those things of like, you do, you have some Christians that I'm probably, I'm guilty of this more often than not. Like, God, just your will be done. Like, it's just like, God, you do you, you're better at doing this than I am. So like, just your will be done and I'll be happy with it. Like, yeah. versus, and never asking God for like, I want, come through in this way. Like, come through in this way. Yeah. Like, where's the balance in those things? I think the balance is, I think you should tell God what you want, mm-hmm. right? I don't think he's afraid of your expectations. Yeah. So I think we should pray specific prayers. Like, God, I want you, my daughter to be a worship 
leader, right? Yeah. Or whatever, yeah. you know, yeah. like I think tell God what you want, but trust him to do what he needs to do, mm. right? That balance is, God, here I'm laying it on the table. Here's what I want. Yeah. But if you don't give it to me, I trust what you do give to me. Mm. And so don't be afraid to, to basically be specific with God. I actually think he longs for that, yeah. right? And I think a lot of times God wants our desires, but there are times, right? Like I pray a lot of prayers that God gives me exactly what I wanted. Yeah. But then there are times where I'm praying something specific and God's like, hey, I got something better. Yeah. It might not look better. It yeah. might not always, sometimes it does look better. I'm like, mm. oh, I, why didn't I, why didn't I have a big enough faith yeah. to, to ask for that? But sometimes it's like, oh God, that's not what I wanted. Yeah. And but, there's this balance of that heavenly perspective that you talked about in this <laughs> message too, of like aligning our desires with the desires of God, like aligning our hearts together with it. It's not, because some of this could sound like making God Santa Claus, right? Like right. I'm making this hit list, like this is what I want for Christmas, God, and I need you to pull through. So just ask in faith, be bold. Just And when you don't get it, you know, those, those unhealthy uh, circles of like health, wealth, prosperity gospel, like right. you didn't get this because you don't have enough faith. Right. And that's not that's not at all what we're saying. We're, no. we're, we're saying it's like you need to be bold enough to really ask, because God knows anyways. Right, he does. And he's just sitting there like, you're really not, I know what you're you not actually gonna tell want, me that. Like, you're really not going to say that. <laughs> and so it's like you being bold of like, Jesus says, ask, seek, knock, and it will be given unto you. Those who, you know, all the, that list in Matthew. Uh, but then there's all this balance of like, I'm trusting the heart of God. Yeah. Uh, what are other things that potentially could damage someone's faith? Uh, so expectations, I, I think would we be one. I, I just think, um, when your faith fails, right? Mm-hmm. When you step out in faith and you feel like it it didn't, again, this comes back to expectations. I think expectations covers a lot of things, but like faith that fails, mm-hmm. um, where you take a giant leap. Okay, let me give you an example, right? Um, I've talked to many people. We've done a couple of ca- capital campaigns around our church, right? If you don't know what that is, is we just sacrifice to, to give to mm-hmm. something over and above yeah. our regular giving. And I've you know, I remember our last capital campaign, there was a gentleman who was like, man, I, I, I sacrificed big time and I expected God to like reward me for it. And mm. my life just seemed to get worse. Like bills came in, I wasn't expecting. Mm. And it was kind of like, it was my faith a failure. Wow. And I think, again, understanding that when you truly do step out in faith, it cannot fail you. Mm. Right. The results might not be what you want, but that doesn't mean your faith was a failure. It doesn't mean you didn't have enough faith. So God is punishing you for your lack of faith. Right. And so I just think, again, the results of faith are not up to you, Mm. but faith is. Yeah. You know, so stepping out in faith and trusting whatever happens is going to help grow your faith. Yeah, and it's important to have, I think one of the other things, you talked about expectations, but when our faith is actually in the wrong thing, that, mm. that's something that could yeah. really damage our faith. Like when we put all of our faith in a human, yeah. when a, in a leader, like I'm coming to church and I, I come because like, I just, Drew's just so good, like, or whoever, like fill in the blank. It's like, and it's like, man, we, people are going to let us down. And yep. so we got to make sure that what our faith is actually rooted in is in God, yeah. is in Jesus and what he has done and what he can do and will continue yep. to do. So, so let's our last question. Just one thought for the person who has maybe some damaged faith. Their faith has failed. That God hasn't met their expectation. They put it in the wrong thing. Like, what's one thing uh, that you want to leave them with? To think of like 
of that rebuilding of their faith of of like getting it in the right thing again like what's one thing they can do what can they do next if they feel like man i i feel scarred mm. in my faith and i'm not i'm i need to heal i would say grow your relationship with god um i would say spend time in his word understand i think part of faith and having strong faith is understanding who god is and how he works because i think when you have that foundation the ups and downs of what we would call our faith aren't easily shaken. Mm. I think a lot of times people's faith is shaken is because their their immaturity or their lack of knowledge in how who God is and how he works. Yeah. And I think faith for many people is easily shaken because our faith is shattered because we God didn't work the way we thought he mm. should or God didn't come through the way we thought and it's like no he did actually you're just lacking this foundation that is rooted and and like when the winds blow of whatever it you're not shaken. Mm-hmm. So I would say if your faith is damaged like grow your relationship with Christ, mm-hmm. right? Build that rock solid foundation that no matter where your faith leads you and no matter how God responds you don't you don't blow over easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I would just say to the person of the verse that came to my mind was uh, that Exodus fourteen, just be still and know mm-hmm. that I'm God. Like it's in, also Psalms too. Yeah, just in, so you know, in Psalms it's quoted there. So, uh, <laughs> but like just that be still moment yeah. of like uh, I constantly in my life when I find you know seasons of just doubt or just like dryness, if you want to say that, of just like I, my prayer, I constantly pray like, God, give me eyes to see where you're working. Because mm. I know you're working. Yeah. Uh, I'm just, I just lack the eyes to see how you're, you're moving and you're orchestrating, mm. you know, uh, in, in my life and around me in the community that I'm, that I'm a part of. Like, just give me eyes to see, mm. like, I need to probably just slow down and just open my eyes, yeah. you know, like just Good. be still and just know that you are working, that you're engaged in our world, you're active in my life and in others, like just show me, show mm. me where you're working. And so that that can encourage someone's faith. And so, well, thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of A Little Better. We can't wait to hang out with you again next week. <laughs>